From a fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish seller in Taipei, the people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. I'm your host today. I'm Leslie Liao. Up next for you, I have Hashtag Taiwan, where I'm going to go over the popular internet stories that are dominating Taiwan's internet sphere. Uh, in particular, this week, I'm going to be talking about a Twitter war between Lithuanian and Chinese officials. Ooh. That one's pretty juicy. You're mm. not going to want to miss that. And then next up, you have a status update, which is between John and Shirley, where they talk about, or were you there to this week's no. Tomash? Okay. No, no, no. So it's John and Shirley just reading and uh, responding to your letters. I will but, be doing it starting next week. Though. Really? Yes. Okay. But starting off like we always do, we're going to be starting off with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we come to you in a variety of formats, and by a variety, I mean two. One is the Facebook live stream, where we are casting live, and the other one is shortwave. If you're listening to us over the internet, well, on Facebook in particular, today is Monday, December 6th, but if you're listening to us on our shortwave program, it's actually Tuesday, December 7th. We salute you, the we future. We salute you. Uh, like I said, I'm J Leslie Liao, and if you didn't know already, the voice, the mystical voice that is in mine is Tomasz Koper. Yes, hello, I'm Tomasz. All right, and uh, up next, we're going to be talking about some news stories that you're not going to see on our website, but we still want to talk about anyway. Taiwan is opening up more vaccination, and we're becoming more mm -hmm. and more flexible with I, how we do our vaccinations. That's right. I've, uh, I've heard you're going to be able to get a, a jab at your local supermarket. At your local supermarket at night, and you get free stuff as well. I you get money. I wish I waited. No, I'm joking. No. Like, I'm glad I got mine. I thought about that too. As soon as I could. Uh, there was a actually another vaccination kerfuffle, actually, if you want to call it that. A man and his wife in Taiwan somehow got four shots of the vaccine. <laughs> they got two AstraZeneca, one Moderna, one BioNTech. See, I, I, I think it was only a matter of time because... Um, there is a popular kind of way of uh, mm, experiencing certain places where yeah. people get like stamps and passports yeah. and like collect. Mm, so, yeah. so we're going to be talking to you about yep. that. Uh, next, I'm going to be talking to you about a drag race event where people got injured. Now, this wasn't officially sanctioned. This is this was mm -hmm. like kind of like Fashion the Furious type deal. Okay, street um, racing. We're going to be talking about that. And then uh, the Taipei, the Taiwan Book Fair is going to be a physical event this year. Oh, and finally. If, yeah, and if we have time, uh, I'm going to be telling you what uh, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says about China invading Taiwan. Mm. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't uh -huh. go away. You're going to want to listen to this one because it's always extra fun. And just like that, Tomash, we got through the whole song. I didn't Perfect. have to cut it. I didn't have to cut it. I didn't have to cut it. That is an accomplishment. Mm -mm. Anyway, let's do the uh, the bridge music. All right. So Taiwan has had a good bit of success with vaccinations, actually. Yeah, I think we're at eighty percent first dose uh, and um, sixty something are second we, dose. Are we up to eighty percent? I I think I saw something in in the news stories. Okay, um, because on Friday, what I saw was um. 
Uh, last or, or I getting checked, close, I guess. Maybe. Last I checked, it was around 77, 78. Right, which is almost 80. It's, it's almost 80, but the thing is, I'm, I'm particularly invested in this number because previous surveys showed that uh, only 78 or 77 percent of the population was willing to get vaccinated. Right, I, I've seen the same right? survey. That's the survey. Think, yeah. So it's really going to come to, if whether or not we can break 77, 78, that's going to mm-hmm. be a huge deal right right because this way taiwan can say well we've beaten the odds we've beaten the statistics and we've encouraged more people to get vaccinated than originally wanted to Mm -hmm. right and in an effort to do but let's go back to um may of this year when taiwan had a a domestic outbreak of Mm covid19 and there weren't enough shots yes there were not enough vaccine shots it was a pretty serious uh shortage of vaccines yeah no not not even there weren't even um a variety of shots to mm-hmm. be had, it right? We easy, only had it. AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. Cut to uh, December, which is today, and uh, we have a variety of shots. A smorgasbord. A smorgasbord, if you will. A charcuterie. A charcuterie. Of, uh, of vaccines. Doesn't that mean ham? Does it? <laughs> I, I thought know. it was just one of those boards. Anyway, I digress. Um, what we're talking about is, uh, well, Taiwan's vaccination rate seems to be ma- maxing out mm. because it's slowing down at around 77 78% like mm-hmm. i said that was the limit we had we're at around like 30 40% i think full vaccination rate which uh, is second yeah, dose yeah yeah um 60 and change yeah, yeah 60 and change so now we have kind of an, a, a surplus and then now with these uh, the concerns surrounding the omicron variant which is kind of wreaking havoc through the world yeah you know, taiwan also has um it's also got a plan to roll out some booster shots, and they're saying probably around January sometime next month. Mm-hmm. That's what Health Minister Sun Tzu-Zong says. Anyway, in an effort to make vaccination more readily accessible, to make it more, you know, to Appealing. encourage people to do it, right? Mm-hmm. They're not only now offering nighttime vaccinations, but they're offering vaccinations now at, like, grocery stores right. and uh, uh, a big, big, big box retailers. The thing is, you don't even need to make an appointment because how it used to work in Taiwan is you would get a text yes. that said you and your age bracket and you and your health condition are eligible to get a vaccine. And you would schedule that like two weeks ahead or something. Yeah, you would schedule that ahead. It wasn't the following day or anything. And that text would, is just eligibility. Yes. Right. And then you have to go ahead and get the you have to go uh, schedule your appointment and then you have to go and um, go to the place. But it, beforehand, it was. It was this whole thing, but now they're just trying to make it more accessible. Not just that, but you have these local governments just doing whatever they can to encourage people to get vaccinated. So if you bring, if you go get vaccinated at Carrefour in Tainan, you will get, um, I'm sorry, yeah, in, sorry, in Ilan, a Carrefour in Ilan. And Carrefour is a big box retailer from France, mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. Uh, our friends who aren't familiar. And um, if you do it at a store in Ilan, which is on eastern Taiwan, you will receive a free 100 new Taiwan dollar voucher, which is about three, four dollars U.S. dollars. But you can get. I mean, if you're if you're going to shop anyway, then it's a hundred of your. And if you're uh, thinking that the, you know, you're going to put that towards food and lunch. Well, don't worry about that, because if you get vaccinated at this store, they're going to give you a lunchbox that has bread, uh, a drink (laughs) and a water. You know, so this is this, they're really trying to encourage people to spice up the deal and get people to uh, get the vaccine. Now, the vaccine on offer at Carrefour is Moderna, mm-hmm. and um, that is actually a 
I don't want to say a rare vaccine in Taiwan, but that is definitely in the is, minority. Yeah, it is the 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 one that we see the least, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because the by far the most popular used to be AZ, just because it was the only one available. So most people got AZ, and then BNT because BNT started coming in in large uh, amounts, large quantities yeah. uh, last month. Yeah. So uh, that's what's happening uh, with the vaccination. It's I think this is just an effort to really get the push out. Taiwan has enough vaccines to start doing this, mm -hmm. but don't vaccines need to be stored at like they really do? Low yeah, that's the problem. So uh, there is a, a time limit on um, when they can be used, and because of the conditions in which they have to be stored, they also, I mean, can expire or can be exposed to like uh, the wrong temperature and just go off. I yeah. guess or just become ineffective. So. Uh, it's really important to like give them out as as soon as you get them right mm. once they're in your body you're good you 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 enjoy the effects of it um and then we don't have to worry about storing it in the right conditions anymore yeah but i don't know how i feel about nighttime vaccinations i mean it's good it's great for people who really work long hours mm. but at the same time it was an excuse for people to take a day off no employer would oh. say no you can't take a day off and go get vaccinated well this isn't a health policy thing. I think that's just Taiwan's labor standards. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the it's the work culture in Taiwan, and you're right. It's going to be misused by mm -hmm. certain entities, by certain by certain companies, employers, by yeah. companies. I'm not going to say who because I don't know. But this is just a thing that's expected mm -hmm. here, right? Yes. Um. And then, well, why are you taking a day off? Now you can get it at night. Yeah. Sleep it off, come in in the morning. So I have some numbers as of uh, as of last week. 78% of Taiwan's pop... 78% uh, have mm -hmm. received one dose. 18.2 million people. 13.5 million. Oh, wow. Okay. So the second dose vaccination rate is approaching 60%. Oh, so approaching at, 60. So, okay. so it's, it's, was, it's actually, this is, this is kind of uh, old numbers, so I'm sure it's past that oh, okay. by now, okay. right? That's good. Um, and now... Which is already much higher than uh, a lot of European countries, including Poland, by the way. Well, what's Poland's revenge um, look like? I think Poland is uh, 70, both doses, but that's it. Like, the, the curve has flattened out. Huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a... Uh, let's just say there's a... a larger group of people in Poland that refuse to take any kind of vaccination than uh, in Taiwan. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this story about um, a, an old man. I don't want to say an old man. <laughs> a, his, a man and his wife having four shots each. Mm -hmm. All right. And this happened in Taipei. So what happened is um, it was over the weekend. It came news broke that there was a husband and wife duo that got actually four vaccinations each. Now, uh -huh. in Taiwan, we are only capped out at two right now. Mm -hmm, yeah. And we're only talking about officially implementing a third booster shot, mm -hmm. right? But well, uh, some, some groups are already receiving their third shots. Uh, frontline medical workers uh, started receiving booster shots oh. uh, last week. Yeah. Okay, because they're, get, they're getting, they, they, they're on the front lines. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. But, but we're, it, it will be uh, available. I mean, it is already, I think, available to people over 75 or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, we will be like everyone will be able to get a booster shot soon. So what happens is this husband and wife duo, they went to a smaller clinic. And every time the uh, the clinic was always asking just like, OK, so we need to see your vaccination record, which is 
uh, a yellow card that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the yellow card is your vac- It's like your official vaccination document, which says like, okay, my name is Leslie Liao, mm-hmm. and this is all the vaccines I have. So they go to the clinic, and they just say, well, we've forgot we lost our yellow card uh-huh. and this small clinic doesn't isn't really i guess it doesn't really it's not really connected to the database in a live real time mm-hmm. uh part so they're just like all right you know what if you forgot it we'll just give you the shot and anytime the clinic didn't do that um they didn't go by their wishes they well they would just make a scene mm-hmm. and then at that point you're just like oh i don't want to just get these guys out of my clinic i don't want right. them to hang out right so they did it on purpose it's not it wasn't a mistake they it wasn't it an oversight purpose. And we have... Um, Why? Like, did they think that it's going to improve yeah, their... they think... Re- because they got all three available vaccines in Taiwan, huh. right? And they think they got four shots. But this is running contrary to every health official. Right, yeah. Right? Um, health Minister Tsun Tsung is just like, well... <laughs> Don't you, do it. Yeah, it's like, not just that, but it's not going to help you, if anything, it, it you might be killing yourself, man. Mm, yeah, it will expose you to... Uh, too much of a good thing, yeah, which and, is never a good thing in itself. And then this is uh, this is also Taipei City Mayor Ko Wenzhou, who's also a doctor. Mm-hmm, he, is. he was just like, well, there's no reason for you to do that because a, you're not in this. You don't. You didn't wait long enough to get the fourth shots, or you don't get wait long enough between shots. Mm-hmm. And getting multiple different types of shots won't guarantee you any kind of. Yeah, extensive um, immunity, right? I wonder, um, is that because of generational generational differences in how people think about medicine? Maybe. I noticed that um, when I was back home in the summer, um, sort of older, the older generation in Poland uh, put way too much faith in medicine. Or, I mean, it's not about faith. It's about uh, expectations. Mm. Uh, younger people understand that medicine is there, it's a science, it keeps people alive, but it it won't magically solve all your issues. Mm. Whereas people in the older generation kind of have this uh, assumption that you go to a doctor, you get a pill, or you get some kind of medicine, and you're cured, you're done. Or a surgery will just kind of cure you 100%. It's in, like in a video game, right? Your health bar will just go all the I way think, to 100. I think uh, it's just because... Modern medicine has progressed so much. And I think, well, that's I uh, the reason. Uh, in their times, when they were younger, that was when medicine made the biggest leaps, the biggest progress, yeah. the most progress. Yeah. Like Right now, it's incremental. Right now, it's, uh, I mean, it's still huge progress, but it's in areas that aren't that visible. Whereas, you know, when they were sort of our age, let's mm-hmm. say, the older generation, uh, medicine was then starting to cure things that have been around or had been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, like, oh, polio, right, no more polio, right? So visible, <laughs> dramatic, big changes. Whereas for us, it's like, oh, you know, the, yes, this very difficult, very obscure disease now is manageable or treatable, but we don't really see it in like a day-to-day capacity. Yeah. Um, so for us, medicine is more of like a well, it's scientific thing, right? Yes, it will. It can do great things to you, but it might not sort it might of cure you, you completely, yeah. right? You, there's there are other elements like we've been taught that you know diet is an important element, exercise and all that. Whereas uh, for a lot of people who have witnessed those great leaps in the in the past. Medicine seems like this uh, magic bullet that will cure everything. Yeah. 
let's get to some listener comments. Right. Nazir Z says, "Yeah, I'm home at my uh, at my home. Just finished breakfast. Good breakfast. Most important meal of the day." Yes. Does Taiwan have relations with Tel Aviv? Um, um, we uh, don't have diplomatic relationships. Like, we, in Taiwan, we only have like ab- ab- diplomatic relations with like 15 countries. Right. Soon to be maybe 14 if. Honduras is anything to go by. Mm, they've not. They've kind of backed out from. Have that. they? Yeah. A okay. Little bit, a little, we'll see. There is an Israel office in Taiwan, and there is a, a Taiwanese office in Israel. Yeah. That is not indicative of any mm-hmm. solid like official relations. U.S. refused to take participation in Beijing Olympics 2021. They're calling for a diplomatic boycott for it, aren't they? Or they're thinking about it? Um, some people are calling for yeah, it, yeah. but I don't think uh, the, the there is an official uh, stance. Or by default, the U.S. will participate. A diplomatic boycott just means like you're not sending any officials. Like right. the athletes will still the go. Athletes are, will still go. Lithuania though uh, what wants do they do? to wants to. Uh, boycott the Olympics, or you know, there's I'm not a surprised at all. There are voices uh, uh, saying that, so which will lead us into our next story, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Chow says, "Hey, I got my third shot mid-November. Let us know when you guys oh, got your nice. third shot, man. Um, because I'm thinking about getting a third. Well, I'm gonna get a third shot. Yeah, I, I, w- which brand did you get? Uh, I got AstraZeneca. So okay. my third oh. shot's gonna be mRNA. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I got mRNA. Um, yeah. The first two shots, so I have to stick with that now. Yeah, I second, can't take AZ. But second dose is like, what? How, for 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 your like for the beyond for the BNT you got yeah. the Pfizer. Yes. How bad was the second dose? Um, it wasn't great, but it was. Um, I mean, I I had to take a day off work. Okay. That's it. All right, uh, let's move on to our next story. If there are no new questions, uh, this one's going to be a real drag. And you hear Tomash laugh in the background because our next story talks about um, a drag racing event. And six people were injured, including a pregnant woman Ooh. Um, on okay, Saturday. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been laughing. I didn't know. I did. So it's, I, did, I said you. That, I'll take responsibility for that. Um, a car lost control and swerved into a crowd of spectators um, at a drag racing venue in Doleo Yunlin. And now this is officials and that venue is coming under fire because there were no guardrails. Mm-hmm. How are you going to be a drag race you know, venue and not have guardrails? But also, if, if you're going like 100 miles an hour and you smash into a guardrail... I do you want to do you want to know how fast they were going? How Tomas? fast were they going? They wanted to they wanted to test their for zero to four hundred kmph <laughs> over a one hundred meter distance. So 400, is that even possible in a hundred meters? I guess with drag racing cars, if you really just like soup them out. Well, but are those street legal cars that they were using? Because if I'm, there was an illegal venue, they had to got them. They had, sorry, they had to get them to the venue. I'm guessing not, right? Um, I, well, if. There are those drag racers that are, well, specifically designed for that one purpose, mm. like massive back wheels, tiny, tiny front wheels, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole thing looks like a cartoon car, basically, like from Wacky Racers. Yeah. Um, um, if, those, if those were those cars, then I can totally believe that they can do 400 and yeah, 100 yeah. meters. I mean, but if there was, there was street legal cars, I don't know. I think there were street legal street legal mm-hmm. but they were capable of stuff that were illegal ah, you know what i'm saying okay so like you don't really push it to 400 kmph unless you're on the drag race event mm-hmm. now get this this drag racing event was co-organized 
by the Dolio City Office and the Yunlin Visitors Association. Now, if you don't know, we're talking about a place in central Taiwan, mm-hmm. which is uh, outside Yunlin. Yeah. So Yunlin County is a really small... Is it landlocked? Uh, yes. Okay, it's landlocked, and it's in central Taiwan. It's, it's not quite central. It's central southern. Right, so yes. So you have to go a little bit south past the midpoint of Taiwan. I think people there. think of it as south. Yeah. Um, um, and there's questions asking people just like this is a co-organized... Uh, co-organized by mm-hmm. city officials, why was safety not put in place? Right. Um, you know, he said safety protocols, the mayor of Dolio, who is a Ling Seng Chue, said safety protocols had been put in place two days to the show, prior to the show, and were being broadcast on the intercom before each race. But they're saying, okay, you have these, you have these protocols, but you don't have, like... The equipment. The equipment, the yeah. hardware. And with larger than expected, this place drew, I guess, larger than expected crowds. Because if you don't know, Taiwan is in the middle of like, we all, we have been cooped up for so long and so many events mm-hmm. were postponed and put off that, well, now this is, the events are happening. People are hankering and to get out. And people are hankering to get out. So, um, they're, they're, they're talking about that this event not only endangered the public, but it also encouraged noise pollution. Because I don't know if you mm-hmm. how many times you're walking down the street, but you hear then you hear the obnoxious rev. Um, way too many. Oh, it's it, it's it's a plague in Taipei. But I I hear it's even worse in the south. Is um, it? Modifying exhausts on scooters. I can't stand that. I can't dude, stand when it I hear either. That, yeah. Like I just oh. If yeah, someone like I'm. Not I'm not usually one to like you know spoil other people's fun and like report people to the police for like minor things yeah, that yeah. don't really sort of matter in the in the big picture. Um, but this one thing, modified exhausts, for all I care, those people can not exist. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's, it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Um. So this is gonna this is gonna call for uh, more safety protocols in the event. Good. Um, has been canceled. Uh, everything else has been canceled uh, related to this event. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good. You have to just reevaluate everything, right? Mm-hmm. When 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 stuff like this comes out, uh, is, is it common in Taiwan to see like illegal street races? Like, you, I mean, this is the first I've ever heard of it. To be right. honest, yeah, yeah. because uh, I know it's a thing in Japan, or at least people say it's a thing in Japan. But uh, you've I don't seen know that how... third Fast and the Furious yeah, movie, exactly, Tokyo yeah. Drift. Or, I mean, I've seen parts of it. The music was good, though. It's a good music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for uh, today's edition of Here in Whoops. Taiwan. We promised you four, maybe five, and well, we only got through two. I'm gonna give you the third. I'm gonna give you the last story that I promised you, which is the Taipei International Book Exhibition. Uh, it's going to be held next June in 2022, and the Minister of Culture, Ling Yongde, announced on Friday that it's going to be physical. Mm. So this year and last year, I think, it was... See, I, I really like those because they often invite writers that I like, and oh, you get to meet them. Yeah? Oh, I didn't uh, know that. I, I met Andrzej Sapkowski, the author of the Witcher books. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He's a horrible person. I okay, heard, I I heard have that, said that too. But <laughs> is he in Taipei? He came to uh, Taipei? No, he, that was years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he came to Taipei? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a Polish writer too, right? Yes. Okay, well, that must have been interesting. It was an interest, an eye-opening experience, I would say. Um. So, yeah, that's going to happen because uh, the book fair had been postponed. It had been, you know, made into a virtual event for a number of months and a number of years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's coming back in a physical iteration, given that the 
coronavirus stays under control in Taiwan. That's great to hear. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, book fair is a great thing. I don't think I think I've been there. You get you get books at good discounts. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's about all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you really enjoyed listening to us jibber-jabber about the news. Anyway, for Here in Taiwan, I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Tomasz Koper. Don't go away. We got Hashtag Taiwan and Status Update coming up next on Shortwave. If you're on Facebook, though, stick around because we will do a little bit of a post-game show. Mm -hmm. All right? Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi everybody, welcome to Hashtag Taiwan, where I cover trending topics online in Taiwan. No fancy introduction this week because the segment's a little long, but this is about a Twitter war between Lithuania and China. Several officials from other countries are visiting Taiwan this week, and no, they're not here to sightsee. Although I do think Taiwan is a great place to vacation. They're in Taiwan for the 2021 Open Parliament Forum, which is basically just a discussion for Taiwan and its friends to talk about how to get along in the future. This time though, media outlets are placing heavy emphasis on a delegation from three Baltic countries, Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia. Historically, Taiwan and these three countries haven't had many exchanges, but with recent developments, Taiwan and Baltic countries are quickly becoming close friends. In particular, Taiwan and Lithuania are on the fast-track carpool lane launch pad. When the world was fending off COVID, Taiwan donated face masks to Lithuania. Then, when Taiwan was battling a COVID vaccine shortage, Lithuania came through with 20,000 doses and then 200,000 doses. From there, Taiwan-Lithuania ties took off. Hey, I like your democracy. You too. I like your cream puffs. I like your chocolate. Do you want to come over and hang out? Sure, why not? Eventually, Taiwan opened a representative office in Lithuania. But this wasn't just any old representative office. The office was called the Taiwanese Representative Office in Lithuania, which was a big deal because of the word Taiwanese. Usually, Taiwan's representative offices highlight the word Taipei and not Taiwan. So now that Lithuania is attending Taiwan's Open Democracy Forum amid a high in relations and bringing other countries with them, it looks like Lithuania is pursuing stronger ties with Taiwan and bringing friends with it to the party. You know who doesn't like that? You guessed it. China. China has voiced opposition, and it also downgraded its ties with Lithuania. Now, there's nothing unexpected here. Like, countries are allowed to have their own position, and they're allowed to file complaints or lodge protests through various mechanisms and proper channels. But do you know what's unexpected? Internet shade. So, the Global Times is a state-run Chinese newspaper. Its editor-in-chief is Hu Xijin, and he's, well, let's just say he's outspoken. In a post on WeChat, which is kind of like the Chinese version of WhatsApp, he said that Lithuania is nothing but an itty-bitty country. It's just like a rat or flea at the feet of fighting elephants. Now, I get that people say stuff when they're mad, 
But man, people have lost entire careers for much less. Then, after Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen tweeted a picture of her meeting with the Baltic delegation, who retweeted the picture asking, How much did you spend to invite these low-end European political actors? Poor Taiwan. Not sure if these people would buy some unsaleable pineapples of the island with the money paid by Tsai. First of all, say what you will about Taiwan, but man, calling these parliamentarians low-end European political actors? That's a bit much, don't you think? Second of all, he says, poor Taiwan. But I say, poor him. Because it's obvious he's never had a Taiwanese pineapple, which is delicious. In response to Hu's tweet, Lithuanian member of parliament and delegation leader Matas Maldekas tweeted, Xi is sending his clowns to attack us. We should call China the People's Republic of Comedy. Hashtag unsaleable pineapples. Hashtag People's Republic of Comedy. Then Maldekas followed up with another tweet that said, the editor of Global Times News says Lithuanians don't want Taiwan's pineapples. Fake news! I am Lithuanian, I am in Taiwan, and I want a pineapple. But at the end of the day, Hu isn't a diplomat, so he can't speak for Chinese foreign policy in any official capacity, right? Well, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian tweeted, In hashtag Lithuania, there was once massacre of Jews in history. Today, racism remains a grave problem in the country, with Jews and other ethnic minorities suffering serious discrimination. Children's rights are gravely violated as well. With deplorable human rights records, Lithuania should make deep reflection and give a responsible explanation to the international community. Whether or not any of that is true, well, I don't know. I'm not an expert on Lithuania, so I'm not going to speak about it. However, Zhao Lijian is a diplomat. And aren't diplomats supposed to be like, well you know, diplomatic, as in like having or showing an ability to deal with people in a sensitive or tactful way. I'm not seeing much of that here. At the end of the day though, as a guy from Taiwan, I'm only concerned with whether or not this delegation is having a good time. Well, Dovila Shakaliena, who's part of the delegation, is tweeting her time throughout Taipei, and she looks to be having a ball. She even met with Natalie, as shown in this picture here, and they both look super happy, so that is good enough for me. That's it for Hashtag this week, guys. Thanks for joining. I'll be back again next week. This is Status Update. Hey there, you've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters. Let us do your us and let us know what programs you listened to in the past week and your thoughts about them. But we're going to be updating our own personal status a little bit here before we read those letters. So um, I went to, um, well, our church organized a marriage workshop, kind of, they call it marriage retreat. So we stayed at this um, hotel right by Tansui. Why did you go? You've been married for a long time. Why have you going to a marriage? Oh well, retreat? I mean, you always need to kind of revive, you know, <laughs> rekindle the love, okay, <laughs> rekindle relationship, and and just a time to get away from the city and from children. That's like probably the biggest factor. Okay? But your children are grown. No, I'm talking about. But there are all sorts of other marriage. I mean, married couples. I mean, there are couples whose kids are still very little. Aren't you supposed to work on your own marriage, not worrying about other people's kids? I know. So, so we all went to the same um, marriage <laughs> okay. workshop. Okay. So every, it, we're being hosted and being um, served and everything. We had, um, uh, it was a two-day, one-night thing. And then we had this banquet night. 
And it's the first time where they they want you to really be dressed up for this, you know. Not tux and nightgown, but still, it's uh, more like, a, uh, sorry, I meant evening gown. <laughs> I meant evening gown. And um, so it's more just, you know, suited up for the guys. And then, you know, the women uh, were supposed to wear like these formal dresses. And actually, there was dancing that night, so that was kind of neat. Like ballroom dancing? Uh, well, they just put on some slow music and just. And the thing was that John and I, my John and I, we we were married the longest, so we're um, we just celebrated our thirtieth anniversary. And so we yeah, because you guys are doing good. I still don't understand why yeah. you needed to go to a retreat oh, for that. Oh, hey, I mean, sure, you do, you still do. I mean, like 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 I said, rekindle that, you know, and 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 in fact. Well, anyway, so we were the uh, the the couple with the you know married the longest, so we actually start off the dance. We were asked to start off the dance, so that was kind of neat. But um, the dinner was great, I thought. And and you know, John, my husband had um, uh, pig's knuckle, done the what did, they called it the duck or German you know, style, German style, right? So it's a German Schwein style. He always loves it. What Schweinhocks? What is it called? Hocks, um, whatever. Yeah. And and I had the steak, and although the steak came to you know came kind of Schweinhaxe, that's it. Oh, okay. And and you know um, I had a steak, and it, it was kind of cold by the time it got to my ta- my my you know my table, but actually it was still good, oh. <laughs> like cold steak. That it was it was actually. Good. <laughs> and um, so yeah, that was very nice, and the dancing was nice. You know, I always like dancing, <laughs> and, but I haven't danced in a long time, and all these. You know, other couples, I mean, we're like, you know, we've been friends in the church for a long time. Um, most of them were very surprised that I could dance so well. And I was like, okay. And hidden talent. <laughs> hidden talent, exactly. Exactly. So just like, you know, just like how we, um, when we didn't have COVID, we would have these company year-end parties. John, you, I pulled you on stage twice already. Oh, I remember. The years that you've worked here. Yes, and it was always my initiation about, you know, let's, let's go on stage, let's do something. Because <laughs> there's always definitely some kind of acting from different languages, services, and, and um, put on an act or skit or whatever. But anyway, so I thought, I thought, I think it's always fun. Hmm. I don't know if we're going to be having our company year-end party this coming. I have my doubts. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We've got Omicron to now, worry about I now. I know. Omic- Omicron? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, I know. This is never ending. I'm thinking yeah. like, when I heard about Omicron, I was going, oh gosh, is this never going to end? It's I don't know. It's going to be part of life. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, so, but that was a very nice weekend. And um, yeah, um, actually, you know what? Um, they, they had us kind, kind of renew our, our wedding vows. Hmm. Yeah, that was really something. We actually wrote, like a card to each other, you know, and we're supposed to read it to each other as sort of like a wedding vow, you know, and I, I just cried all the way through reading my oh. own. So that was actually really nice. I mean, you know, I realized that no matter how old your kids are, you're always going to be worried about them because I thought it's only little kids, you know, when you have to feed them, you take care of their physical needs. That's, but then once they, once you become an empty nester, you don't worry about your kids, you know, because you think they're on their own, but I don't know. Maybe things have have had have, have there have been things that's gone on this week. I mean, this year, you know, for our kids, and so you feel like, you know, you're always worrying about them. And it was a great weekend to get away from our old, you know, adult kids, and not think about that and just focus on my husband. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So that was nice and sweet. Anyway, anyway, I, I was so looking forward to this that we I mean, this past weekend 
when when it was like coming to Friday, and I just couldn't wait to get off work. <laughs> and just you know, and just oh, let the weekend come. So it turned out to be really nice and sweet. But anyway, same hotel as um, actually this is our second time we've attended this workshop. Okay. So like it's more like a part. Well, not sort of like a retreat, like a weekend retreat. Do you know anyone else there, or is it? Yeah, everybody else. Okay. Yeah, they so all. So it's kind of a social event as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and you know, I mean, there was there was a class. We kind of kind of reminded of things about. You know what you expect of each other, and in a marriage, kind of, yeah, it, it's it's necessary. Let's just put I it guess that way. People change a lot over thirty <laughs> right, years. Right, exactly. Right, right. I mean, and 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 and. I mean, you thirty know, years ago, I was an infant, for instance. I think I've changed quite a bit. <laughs> exactly, and also, like you know, you just forget these vows that you've made before, and and you only start picking on each other's faults and weaknesses, and you know that weekend just got reminded, it's like, oh, come on, you know, just. Remember your vows, and you know you promise in you know in in weakness and in health, in in right. I was sickness Those kind and of, in right? health. <laughs> right. Mm. So, it, right, it's sickness and health. But um, yeah, things like that. So um, yeah, so it was very nice and kind of. I, I actually gave feedback and I was saying, well, I kind of wish that we would have The steak it. should have been warmer. <laughs> that's, that's your feedback. <laughs> no, actually, I did say that. It was that was still good. Um, it's just that um. I said, if only we could have this, not every weekend. I know that's too much to ask, of, ask for, but maybe like, you know, twice, once a month. Because it's been, the first time we went, it was, it was 2018. Right. And they've been holding it like every year, except during COVID, yeah. those two years. And so, um, and so now it's our second time, you know, my husband and I uh, attended this. And I felt like we should be humble enough to keep on attending this kind of thing. That's all I'm saying, you know. Hmm. Yeah, because, um, yeah, you just need that. Especially for those couples whose kids are still very little. They can be so tied down That's, with kids' problems, yeah. kids' stuff, and, and, then, and, and, and then the whole atmosphere just gets so tense, you know, between the husband and wife. Hmm. That it's just, and, and this is a weekend where they, no matter what, they have to do something about finding somebody to babysit their kids. No kids at the place, you know. And so it's just husband and wife. Just a time away from kids, yeah. from the city, from stress. It's not that far from the city. It's quite to be. It's, it's up the, it there's it's a metro a stop little, there. <laughs> well, it's kind of yeah. It's away from the city for me. Kind of, it's so different. Cause then I come back, you know, from that weekend, and I'm all tense again. You know, with mm. work and then you know with things around the house and 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 then I get impatient with the husband again. I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> it just you know, it's just too quick. But yeah, it's needed. It's much needed. No matter how long you've been married, that's for sure. So mm. anyway, so that was a, a nice little weekend that I want to share. But anyway, let's get to letters. All right. All right. So we always love to hear from you, just what you think about our programs. We always love to read your letters. Do write us if you're writing your handwriting person. It, the address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw, and you can also reach us on Facebook and YouTube. All right. Now, I've got a letter from, uh, from Muhammad Akil Bashir of um, the Pak Listeners Club of Pakistan. And it says here, Dear Sir and Ma'am, I hope you're all well. All of us club members are also very happy with your prayers. We had to upgrade our internet system, which caused internet service to be disrupted. Now, after many days, this problem has been solved, and now we are getting proper internet service. Well, good for you. That's why I couldn't contact you 
During these two seasons, the weather has changed a lot, and the severity of cold has increased in our country. Temperatures in the mountains have dropped to minus five. Another problem that is very acute in our province of Punjab today is the problem of smog, due to which air pollution has increased significantly, and people are suffering from various types of respiratory and throat diseases. However, the government is working very fast on this. I hope that this problem will be resolved soon. I will comment on the programs in my email. By the way, I often hear news and comments from which I get more information around, uh, much information around the globe. In particular, your updates on the coronavirus have given a lot of authentic news, which did not have the element of thrill, which was based on reality and fact and figure. May you continue to provide authentic and truthful news and comments to listeners like this. Thanks to the whole team for keeping their listeners up to date with sincere prayer and wishes. Yours, Muhammad Akil Bashir of Pakistan. I've got a letter here from Frank Thijs, who's writing to us from the Netherlands. It says, hello, radio friends. I send you a warm greeting from the Netherlands. I'm a medium wave radio enthusiast, and I always try to listen to radio stations that normally cannot be received in the Netherlands. It is an exciting challenge to hear the broadcasts of those radio stations that are not actually intended for our region. Every year, I go to a quiet place in Belgium with some hobby friends. The village Echevertskapelle is located in the middle of Flanders Field, where the Great War of 1914 to 1918 was fought. I am pleased to inform you that I have been able to pick up the signal from your station, Radio Taiwan International. Uh, I think broadcasting from Kohu, our little uh, funtai, our station there. Right. On 1557 kilohertz. It was on November 13, 2021 at 16 to 1610 UTC. I heard a nice station identification with Taiwan. Hello, Taiwan. And it sounds like Willkommen, so maybe it was our German broadcast. After that, the broadcast continued in the Chinese language, I think. That's an unusual switch. Mm. The signal was strong. There was no interference from another radio station. Still around 1602 UTC, I noticed a deep fading that lasted for about 15 seconds. I made a short MP3 recording that I sent in an attachment. I hope that receiving this email gives you the same surprise and satisfaction as when I listen to your radio station, knowing that the distance between you and my location is about 7,000 kilometers. Therefore, I would be grateful if you would reply to this email and confirm that I actually listen to your radio station. Some lines that say something like, I can confirm your reception in Echevartskapelle, Belgium, on our radio station, Radio Taiwan International, Kohu, on November 13, 2021, at 1600 to 1610 UTC on 1557 kilohertz. My name is Frank Theis, and I am 57 years old. I am Belgian, but I have been living in a quiet village, Hoeven, in the Netherlands for 13 years. It is a village in the west of the Netherlands and not far from the Belgian border. I am a medium-wave radio enthusiast, and I always try to listen to radio stations that normally cannot be received in the Netherlands. My receiver equipment consists of a Perseus, which is an SDR receiver, and an NRD535. Both are two completely different but excellent receivers. The antenna is a 400-meter-long wire, a so-called beverage antenna, that's an interesting name, Mm -hmm. that points to it at the east at 80 degrees. These listening confirmations are invaluable to fans of long-distance radio stations. I would like to add the confirmation and keep it in my collection as a precious souvenir. Awaiting your reply, have my best wishes and best regards from Hooven, the Netherlands. And that comes to us once again from Frank Theis. Great. Um, We've got a letter here from Howard Barnard of England. It says, Dear ma'am, in the early hours of Saturday morning, I tuned into your radio station via the internet. And I heard you with excellent reception. Simple rating was five across the board. What I heard was the program highlights, which featured the following details, U.S.-China relations as well as with the Soviet Union. The next item concerned people who own pets. There was an announcement, and this was followed by a rock song. Then there was a conversation about education in Taiwan. Then the program Ear to the Ground, which was a conversation about space and time. 
and the program Feast Meets West, which featured the Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays. There was a Taiwanese song, Next and Then What to Cook for the Festive Season, which for the first course mentioned turkey rights and how to cook it. The presenter was talking to a food journalist. The second course consisted of green beans casserole that included pork with salad potato and with wine and berries. This was cooked by stir-fry. I'll be most grateful if you could send me another QSL card along with anything else you care to send me. This would be very much appreciated. So that was, again, Howard Barnett of England. We have a letter here coming to us from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. And it says, Dear RTI, it has been good to hear a bit about Tainan through programs by Emma Banak, Island Adventures. Tomash and Stash have added insights on science and technology through Here in Taiwan and the download. Leslie has brought the most interesting stories to light in Hashtag Taiwan. Natalie has interviewed on some serious topics, allowing guests to share their hopes and dreams. Carlson has interviewed lesser-known diplomats who have spoken with great wisdom, letting their teaching come through. Shirley has consistently woven story with song in Jukebox Republic and has highlighted a wide range of interesting people through In the Spotlight. Andrew and Ellen continue to innovate and recreate food and more through Feast Meets West. Taiwan Insider has a streamlined format to cover essentials and allow a variety of topics to be heard. John has shared insights from his ever-curious perspective and has helped to guide programs through on theme. Harrison Kay has noted the curious increase in single-use plastics due to the pandemic, setting aside plastic-free plans. Is there a common thread running through all of these programs? Sincerity of heart. You all love Taiwan, making a world of of difference in the way you observe and report on life there. May you continue to find the good in your work and time of rest. Best wishes, Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana. There are some uh, details about programs he's heard, November 28th in particular. Emma interviewed Brian from Tainan, who was born in Colombia, and they visited Alishan, a peaceful five-hour hike with fresh air, no mask, and not staring at a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the spotlight uh, was an interview that you did with Michael Pinkerton, Mm-hmm. about wind turbines mm-hmm. and a climate quench talked about climate and COVID-19 disposable masks and single-use plastic for meals. The download featured Dr. Alex Tichy talking about journalist reporting sometimes without a full understanding of science. On On the Line, uh, Carlson interviewed Patrick Earle about the, from the diplomacy training program and a, apparently a human rights advocate in Sydney focusing on indigenous rights, migrant workers, and modern-day slavery activists campaigning against poverty and homelessness. And he also worked in East Timor. And on Here in Taiwan, Leslie and Tomash discussed a U.S. plane that brought a group of 17 representatives to the U.S. And one of them, Nancy Mace, deliberately tweeted, I think it was, it says spoken here, but I think she tweeted, Republic of Taiwan, which she says was deliberate. Also, 40% of students here va- doubt the value of college, and there was a KMT sleepover at Liberty S- Square ahead of a referendum vote. Also, a Taiwanese Olympic judo athlete won a gold medal in Abu Dhabi. And on Hashtag Taiwan, Leslie talked about a celebrity divorce. Uh, I think it was a Chinese-Taiwanese couple, was it? But, yeah. And uh, right. on Status Update, you and I talked about you going to the theater, watching movies, and a director and actress came in to ask for audience input. That comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S., all right, and we've got a report here from uh, Eddie Watanto of Indonesia. He listened in on November 29th at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating was 2332-23332. The broadcast was heard in weak signal, noisy and wavy. Um, signal strength plotted around S4104 dBm. And uh, uh, let's see here. He listened to Jukebox Republic, which is my music program, about tea-based s- sweet drinks. And the song Tian Mi Mi, that means sweet. 
That's by <laughs> Teresa Tang, isn't it? Yes, but this was sung by somebody else, but she sounded very much like a Teresa cover. Tang. Okay. Yeah, right. So again, that was Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. And thank you so much for all your letters. Do keep them coming. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel and let us know what you think there as well. All right. See you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you'd like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Mm-hmm.